Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will have a conversation with Mr. Jason Wilmot of Sir John Hire to discuss the link between borehole drilling and plumbing. Jason, welcome to the studio. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for your time and effort in being here. Thank you, Willem. It's a pleasure to be able to come through and uh, try and assist your plumbers and listeners. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, have a listen to this. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulated Plumber. Uh, Jason, so um, it's always good for the audience to know who they're listening to. Um, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to just introduce yourself to the audience, just uh, who you are, what your current job is, uh, your involvement with Sir John Hire, and a little bit of a career background. Okay, thank you. Willem, um, I'm a plumber by trade. I was involved at a maintenance um, plumbing company for about eight years. Um, I did my apprenticeship in uh, in Hillbrow and Bramfontein, Berea. It uh, was a really, really great time where the plumbers that we had that were teaching me had been around for about 30 years and, and, and that experience was invaluable. Uh, from plumbing, I progressed into uh, equipment hire, like our talismans and our coastals. Um, the company was called Hard Hat Equipment Hire. I had my partners who were Teljoy, the guys that hired out, uh, still hire out TVs. Um, and in that time, I uh, joined the Master Builders Association North. Um, and over the years, uh, got onto the Exco there. And in 2017, I was the, the president of the Master Builders right Association. So, right so. I'm currently also a, uh, besides the drilling of the boreholes, um, I'm a fiber optic uh, civil contractor, primarily in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Sir John, uh, John is uh, slang for, for a toilet. <laughs> I, I had a toilet hire company and um, we all know the, the B1s and the Royal Flushes and, and all of those companies. So I thought I needed a name that uh, also sounded quite fancy. <laughs> Hence the name Sir, Sir John, John Hire. <laughs> right, so uh, you know, t- you mentioned um, you know the fiber optic drilling and, and installation and contracting for that matter. It's it's quite a, a, a two different industries, uh, but closely related. I mean, you also have to sort of get trenches and holes and those kind of things to put the the, the fiber optic cables into. Um, but two different worlds, isn't it? I mean. It is. I, I, look, as a plumber, we, we hired a lot of equipment. We always had rammers on site for compacting of the, of the, of the trenches. We had water pumps when necessary. Um, and that was an easy progression into the equipment hire. I knew a lot of the guys and had gained a lot of experience over that time. Um, and then from the equipment hire, we hired a lot of the fiber optic contractors. That became very popular five or six years ago. Um, and when I sold out of the, the equipment hire company, um, when I was handing over some of the customers, I was uh, offered an opportunity to come and contract uh, for some of these guys, and uh, I took up the opportunity together with the toilet tire company. 
So let's let's get back to the borehole drilling aspect of it. Um, you know, we, we hear borehole drilling and, and many of the consumers and the members of the public out there do not necessarily know what exactly that entails. Um, it is definitely, you and I had quite a long conversation before we started this recording. And from what I've learned through our conversation, certainly borehole drilling is a lot more complex. There's a lot more factors to take into consideration, a lot more things involved with borehole drilling than just a machine and a big truck coming in and drilling a hole and you hit water and bops your ankle. Um, please give us a little bit more information on on, on what it entails and, and, and all of these finer details. I mean, we're looking at things like municipal bylaws that and, and reg, water regulations and, and, and there are so many factors, due surveys, those kind of things. What can you tell us about this? Well, I think let's start off with uh, what the bylaws say. Um, as a homeowner, where they refer to that as a Schedule 1 user, and a Schedule 1 user is entitled to reasonable use of the groundwater underneath their property. Um, that um, is a maximum of 10,000 litres of water a day. That can be used for your home for irrigation, for your pools, taking it into your home. It can also be using, used for um, watering or supplying water to your, your animals if you've got a few cows and chickens and horses on your plot. Um, and it can also be used to water or irrigate your own um, vegetable gardens and things like that. As soon as you start looking at um, commercial applications, that changes quite a lot. Um, but in the application that we're talking about today is primarily getting into the homeowner and getting into the tight spaces around homes. Um, the actual drilling itself uh, is not really that difficult. Again, as a plumber, uh, when, I, when I started, when I was an apprentice in, in Joburg, we had a lot of buildings with basements, and those basements all or most of them had sumps with sub-pumps in, pumping out water. And I very quickly realized that Joburg particularly is it has a lot of water underneath it. And that water is quite shallow. We've heard of the, the acid uh, mine water drainage problems around Joburg and that water potentially coming out of the ground. So we, we know all of us would have heard of this problem for, for the mines that are around Joburg. Um, we drill between 20 and 50 meters on average, but to find that water is a little bit complex, and that's where we start this whole process. Uh-huh. It's not just a case of rocking up at the property and saying, we're going to drill in the easiest location, which often is in the driveway if you've got a really big truck. We do what's called a geological survey. We, we come out to your site, uh, we put probes into the ground, and we take almost like a snapshot or, or, or in a similar or a simpler way would be almost an X-ray of the geological conditions underneath your mm-hmm. property. Now, in that, the, the, while I'm saying there is a lot of water around, like we would have mountains and valleys and flat spots above ground, the same uh, conditions exist underground. Yeah. And what we look for is U's and V's and areas where water would collect. Um, and it might be an old riverbed, it might be a location like that, or sitting in rock. Okay, So we don't want to be drilling into a, a level underground area. We also don't want to be drilling into... Um, a mountain or a, or a ridge underground because obviously that water would be running away from there. Sure. So during that survey, we locate the ideal location on the property. It's very important. We could rock up with a big drill rig and drill down to 120 meters and potentially just get water. But it's not always as simple as that. I've had tremendous success where this one case in Modifantine where a, a homeowner phoned a company, they came out and um, did a divining with the rods. I'm sure some of you have heard about guys looking for water with rods. And the driller said, we're going to drill in your driveway. 
They rocked up with the 10 to 14 ton truck because it's the only place they could drill. They drilled down to the quoted distance of 80 meters and found absolutely no water. The homeowner then had to pay again a couple of thousand to go down another 10 meters and paid again a couple of thousand for another 10 meters. They ended up at 105 meters with not one drop of water on that homeowner's property in that particular location. He was really frustrated. He left it for a couple of years and he heard about the application we have, which is a compact drill rig, which can get into a lot of uh, tighter places. We can go underneath carports. It's 1.2 meters wide. Um, We can go underneath um, uh, through garages, down narrow passageways. Uh, And we started off with the survey. Where we we looked in his back garden, where there was a lot of space that we could have got in with a small rig, and we weren't happy again. We believed the the, the conditions, as we spoke about earlier, with with the, the, all the geological conditions, showed very, a very flat um, area, which would either have been a seasonal borehole, which meant we only really would have had water during the um, the rainy times, or very little water at all. And with this the survey, we found an ideal spot in his front garden. But the only access there was a pedestrian gate. So what we decided to do was cut out a section of his um, palisade fence, drive the rig onto the pavement, and right up against the little wall. He had a 500-meter-high wall that the palisade sat on top. We cut that section out. We drove the rig up to it. We lifted the boom over. It's a mini excavator, so the boom can, uh, can move. And we drilled just into that front garden. Now, if you remember, I said... The previous company drilled to 105 meters without finding a drop. Without finding a drop. Following that survey, we drilled into a low-lying V area. We drilled down to 35 meters, and I found him a thousand liters of water an hour. <laughs> and just because of a proper survey having been done, correct before actually starting to drill. Yeah, and that survey is inexpensive. It's it's the cost of really you taking your family out for a dinner. Um, and it gives us then a really, really good idea of what's of what's underneath the property. There's still, I must be honest, there's still no absolute guarantee that we're going to find water, but it shows us the ideal conditions for where water is. And particularly in the Gauteng area, we know there's a lot of water. I have walked away from drills before. My intention is never to just rock up mm. um, and take people's money. You are paying me to drill, in essence. Yes. Okay. And I, that there are costs involved in that, but I don't want to waste money. I've always believed if a customer is happy, he will come back and he will refer to us. And that's what's happened. A couple of times we've already walked away from guys, either because it was just too deep or the conditions were not favorable to get a decent amount of water out of that hole. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. At Advanced Valves, we produce quality products. Our products are proudly South African and ISO 9001 certified for quality control management. Founded in 1994, we pride ourselves with our range of unique designs and affordable products. Visit your nearest plumbing store and become part of the SA's leading valve brand. You also mentioned to me earlier that uh, it's it's one thing to do the geosurvey, it's one thing to do the proper survey and determine where the water is, but it's not necessarily that that you can determine the yield that Correct. will be found there as well as the quality of the water. Yes. Um, those are also factors that need to be taken into consideration. Um, who who does that um, when, when, when water is eventually found? Well, well through experience, we, we know roughly in the different areas around Joburg what pretty much what kind of water we can experience, what we can find. So I know in, in Bedford View, there's unbelievable amounts of water. It's actually, there's a lot of clay, which is quite difficult to drill through, um, but the water there is, is unbelievable. 
Uh, and a lot of guys are irrigating straight from the borehole uh, into the irrigation systems. Um, in other areas, there's not a, as much. Uh, and it's through a little bit of experience, but as I say, that survey shows us the ideal locations yeah. to drill in. So it, it's not easy to determine what volume of water is underground. Remember, we're not drilling into a dam or specifically a river underneath. Quite mm. often we're drilling into rock, and that rock's got a whole lot of cracks in where that water sits. Oh. So... We need to drill first. We have a very good idea um, from the, that uh, geological survey as to what the conditions look like underneath there. Uh, and we drill into that, we get we, we will find water. Mm. We've had an excellent rate of finding it. Once we've got it, we then need to start doing yield tests and those sorts of things to see the volume oh. of water. Okay, And that then will lead into, if you've got a lower yield of water, you might need more tanks and you'll be pumping longer during the day to fill those tanks. Um, if you've got excellent water like there are in some of the areas like Bedford View, you might be able to run straight from your borehole pump into your irrigation system and, and pump almost indefinitely with the water never stopping. In terms of the quality of the water, again, I don't know what's down there until yeah. we can get a sample. Mm-hmm. Um, We've heard of, of so many situations of sewer pipes breaking and, and potentially leaking down. Um, just know that the conditions of our sewer, sewer lines and whatever are not really that great anymore. But in saying that, we're going way beyond and below all of that. But still, when we drill, you don't just want to take that water out of there and put it straight into your garden. That should be okay. But if you've got any idea of wanting to put it into your swimming pool or potentially wash your car, we need to check um, to see if there aren't any dissolved uh, minerals in that water. Dissolve or metals, should I say. Dissolved metals will stain your concrete pool and potentially damage your, uh-huh. your paintwork over time. If you want to take it into your home, by law you actually need to have that water tested in any case and then have a filtration system um, designed or specced to whatever comes out of the ground. Now, normally it's in really, really good condition around Joburg. As I say, we don't want to the one we, we've recently didn't have tested. There was zero E. coli in that water whatsoever. But we still need to put a, a system in. Uh, and also, if you're taking it into your home, you need a UV light to, to take out all that bacteria. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Jason, but certainly also, you know, you, you mentioned that that forms part of your services, the survey that's done before, et cetera, Correct. et cetera. But um, also there, there, there's sort of a, a responsibility on the homeowner, the client, the customer at the end of the day to also sort of uh, do a little bit of investigation before he just hires somebody to come and drill uh, you know, for water in on his property. Well, I suppose it's always about credibility as well. You want to know that you, you're getting somebody, you're paying up front to drill, um, and you want to know that you're getting somebody that's going to be honest and he's going to give you the right opinion. Mm. As I say, we've we've walked away from drills. I, I, I'm not prepared to just go and take somebody's uh, hard-earned money 
you know, for the sake of drilling a hole. I want to know that they're going to get a solution to their problem. A lot, there are a lot of boreholes around at the moment. People, or more and more people are drilling boreholes. It's always interesting to find out how deep your neighbor's boreholes are, what type of water is coming out of there, are there any, um, what's the quality of that water. But as I say with that example we gave in earlier, seven meters away. We yeah. found water where you couldn't find water before. So, so underground, it's never the same. Yeah. You know, and we need to investigate once we, once we found that water to see whether you can drink it and what we need to do to it to be able to make it uh, drinkable. Now comes the question. The big question mm. is about it, it, the methods, yes, the machinery, the types of machinery. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I brought you in to have yeah. a conversation with you on the podcast. Is um, you know, I found your the, one of the machines, the tools that you use, and the methods that you use so interesting, and I think it will be for the audience too. Um, so share with us a little bit of, of, of your company and, and how you do things, how yes. you drill the machines you use, the convenience of that machine. Um, mm. Just please elaborate on that first. Well, we, we will drill for anybody anywhere. Okay? But typically, um, most boreholes in the past have been drilled on farms, on plots, and in those sort of places. And it's becoming quite common now for the homeowner in a really developed residential areas and in complex to start saying, we want security of water. Mm. Um, we, we've got beautiful gardens. We've spent a lot of money on our plants. We know that there's been uh, a lot of water interruptions. We've recently heard of rand water potentially going on strike and the possibility of running out of water there. Mm. Um, so, so even the homeowner on a 500 square meter stand uh, in a suburb is now looking at the possibility of, of having his own borehole. And it is achievable. A lot of people are spending between two and even up to 5,000 rand on their, uh, on their gardens and filling their pools, depending on how big your pool is. On water usage. On water usage. Yeah. So, so for my daughter's uh, birthday recently, we had a slip and slide. Mm. And my water bill, we ran it for a couple of hours on Saturday and a few hours on Sunday morning. My water bill went up 1,000 rand <laughs> on that just over that particular weekend. And as a plumber, I went and checked the meter. I thought something must be wrong. The meter wasn't turning. And that's what we put it back to. So, so if, if there are homeowners out there that are starting to look at it, we can provide that solution. We can come and look for the water. We don't have this massive 14-ton drill rig that can only go into the, into the driveway and potentially not find water. We will come in. We will look for the best location mm. to drill for that water. And with this compact machine, which, as I said earlier, is only 1.2 meters wide. It's a 1.4-ton excavator with a boom on the front. It's got rubber tracks, so it's not going to damage the paving. Uh, it, it has a marginal impact on the grass. When we turn those tracks, it does tear the grass a little bit, but that will recover. We can go up embankments. We can even actually even go upstairs, you know, and into difficult accessible areas, which causing as little damage to your property as possible. Yeah. And then go to the place where we have pinpointed, literally with a peg um, in the ground, and we drill in that exact location to find you water as cost-effectively as possible. So... We don't want to be drilling any deeper than we have to either. Um, when we find water, we normally have, through that survey, have a maximum distance or depth that we're going to have to drill to. Um, but quite often we find it shallower than that. So once we find good water, we will go another 6 to 10 meters deeper to make sure that if there's any fluctuations in that water table during the seasons, you'll still be in the water. Um, and really, that's, that's what it's about. 
You know, I I never knew. Um, you mentioned now that it, if if water is found at a surf at a certain depth, that uh, just going a little bit deeper than that, just to ensure. And uh, as a consumer, as a customer, I've never even can taken that factor into consideration that there may be fluctuations during the seasons. Yeah, it's something that how, how many people know that, about that, and how many people think that oh, you know what, I will always have the same, uh, you know, uh, 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 yield of water. Regardless of the seasons, because they they hit water at thirty five meters, um, and it's interesting to hear you say that you know let's just go that few meters deeper just to ensure that the we're guaranteeing yeah. we're basically guaranteeing your 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 water water usage over over time. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Jason, you know, borehole drilling is directly linked to plumbing mm. because it, the fact is that you go and search for where water can be found. Uh, you then drill down to the source of the water, but now what happens? I mean, all of the water, all of the sudden, the consumer and the customer now has water, but it has to get from where from the source to where it is going to be used. Whether that is filling up the pool, whether is that is irrigation in the garden, whether that is going to to become or turn into potable water for their homes, um, that's that's sort of the link between borehole drilling and plumbing. Correct. Let's let's chat about that for a while. Let's let's go into some of the details of of how those two are linked. Uh, um, you and I had a conversation earlier on where you mentioned to me that look, the specs need to be done. I mean, plumbers need to determine what kind of uh, a, a, a pump is going to be put on there, and and that there are different kind of pumps. Again, the average consumer and the average member of the public out there don't know this. They don't know that you that you that there are things like variable. Pumps. There are pumps that need to be that need to be pumped stronger because of a specific yield of water. Um, so it would be just interesting to hear what what you can share with us in that regard. Look, the deeper the borehole, the, the stronger the pump is that you're going to need. Um, and obviously, by by default, the the more electricity you're going to spend on pumping that water out. So obviously, we need to find um, find a strong source of water. Um, we then need to drill into that, and as we said, go a few more meters into it. From there, then we need to start specking the correct type of pump. Um, not only the borehole pump, which we then pump from there into a tank, typically called the Jojo tank. Um, depending on your application, there'll be slight variations of this, which can be discussed. Uh, you know, you know, depending on on where you're drilling and what the application is. Um, from that Jojo tank, we could then go through into a booster pump. Um, the booster pump would then go through into the filtration system. Um, and if it's going into the home through a UV light. As I said, that can be done in a number of different ways. Um, there are some unbelievable specialists that supply these products. While I'm a plumber and I know how to put it all in, there are times where we'll, we'll often I go back to our guys, um, controlled irrigation in Longmeadow. There's a, an unbelievable guy there called Gareth Manson that comes out to site with me. He's prepared to help and spec all of these systems. Um, as I say, if, if we're just going to irrigate and, and potentially fill the pool, you could have a standard single-speed pump. If we wanted to get it into this big house, let's say in Waterfall Estate in, uh, in Midrand, 
Um, and there's a number of bathrooms and uh, and big laundries and irrigation systems. You don't want to be standing in your fancy shower uh, and somebody switches on the water downstairs and all of a sudden you run down to, <laughs> to, a, to a trickle of water. So <laughs> that's when your, your variable speed uh, booster pumps come into effect and the more taps that open, the, the obviously the more water that that system will push through, that will come from your storage capacity, which would have been that uh, th- that Jojo tank. And as I say, there, there are a number of different ways of doing it. Um, if it's just irrigation, sometimes if you've got enough water, you can pump straight out of the ground into the irrigation system. Um, if it's to to pump into the house, you have to have that filtration system, um, and then it's recommended you would need a, a supply of water. Um, but as I say, there are specialists that can help us uh, spec those systems and make sure you're getting the optimum system for that for that home. With the filtration system, again, once we get the results, and there are a number of um, specialist um, companies out there that test the water to, uh, what do they call it, potable potable standards or drinking uh-huh. standards. Um, and once those results come back, the filtration companies, if you give them those results, uh, will be able to provide you with a, a filtration system that is spec'd to whatever is in that water. And that could be normally those minerals and possibly some metals and things like that. Very seldom do we come across badly polluted. Yeah, water. for sure. Yeah. But then, you know, as a plumber yourself, as a qualified plumber by trade, you you also know how to do these things. Mm. I mean, you've got the knowledge. Um, you, you know how to spec. You know how to to give advice to the customer and the consumer. But in many instances, you mentioned to me that you collaborate with plumbers and with specialists. Um, So there there is opportunity for the plumbers to get involved here. And I mean, Mm. they have to. They have Mm. to get involved because, like I said, the water needs to to be uh, transported, for a lack of better terms, from the source of where it is drilled drilled to, um, where it is pumped out of, to wherever it is going to be used. Mm. And that's where the plumber comes in and, the, and and you often collaborate with plumbers. Is that correct? Yes. I, I've uh, kept in contact with a lot of my very good friends who have plumbing companies and that's been my greatest source of, of, of customers for drilling. Um, typically, the homeowner has a trusted plumber that, that he relies on um, and when they start thinking about this, their first protocol is probably to discuss can we get a backup system can mm. we put a jojo tank in um can we maybe fill it up from the from the mains or can we have you know our gutters and whatever you run into the house or into the jojo tanks so that we never really run out of water and then they start talking about the possibilities of getting that water into their homes and how they're going to then use it no or very few homeowners realize that particularly in a small stand that they actually can get a borel and they can become independent with their own uh, mm. with their own water supply, uh, you, you wouldn't want to cut yourself off completely from the council. Sure. But again, there it's a simple uh, extra valve. You tee into that um, inside the property. You would tee into that main line. You would shut off the water from the council if you want to take it inside to mm-hmm. the, to that uh, to that extent. And then you would open the supply from which is coming from your borehole and the Jojo tanks and and the booster pumps and all of that. Um, and if ever you have a problem or there's some maintenance that's needed on the borehole, then again you can go back and switch over, close the borehole side, and and then open and up still the, open up the municipal water. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Jason, I want to thank you for all of the information that you shared with us. And um, again, the, the just the interesting methods and the, the the machine that you that you mentioned, the 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 mini excavator with which you can enter small and confined spaces on uh, places that would previously not have been accessible with the bigger trucks and the bigger machines, the bigger mm-hmm. drills. Um, surely, I, I you know the 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 audience is going to find it as interesting uh, interesting as what I did. Um, so I want to thank you, first of all, for having come in. Thank you for having shared this information. But now I would like for you to just, if people are interested in your services, where and how can they get hold of you? Well, uh, if you can contact me directly, I'm always happy to have a chat. Um, I really enjoy speaking to, to new people all the time. So um, my cell phone number is 83 um, from there, we can discuss the, variable, the various options available. Um, we can talk about the geological survey, and that's the first step. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about the drilling and look at the options available. Um, you have to have a conversation with your customer, obviously, and find out what are they looking to do? What, yeah. what, what potentially do they want to do? And through that, then I can put you in touch with, for example, controlled irrigation, and they can help spec a system. It's just very important to know that or to note that that final quote we need to have uh, a little bit of leeway in there. As I say, um, d- depending on the water that, ca- that we get, the volumes of water or the yield of water, we might need to have some extra tanks and pump a bit longer during the day. That filtration system might need a bit of extra work on it um, to get it to that drinkable standard. So there's a few variables there. But, I mean, I can assist, um, assist the plumbers um, with that and helping them to quote. It, it is a profitable opportunity. You're going to be trenching in those gardens. You're going to be putting in on pipes, running it to wherever the pumps are going to be. You're going to be putting that pump in. You're going to be linking up the tanks, mm. the booster pumps, the filtration systems. You're going to be taking it through to the home. So it, it really is, as a plumber, from the rates and what we used to do, it's well worth looking at the opportunity. And if you're involved in the suburbs and have got a whole lot of individual homeowners, uh, I'd like to to help you out, uh, explain a bit more about it, train you a little bit more on, on oh, yes. what we do and yes. how we do it, and then you can go out and market it to your customer base and, and see. And that's as I say, you get a few drills in, you can make a nice bit of extra money. That's for the plumbers. Just your telephone number again. You did mention it, but please just repeat that for the audience. Zero eight three double two nine seven double eight five. An email address, Jason, is Jason at sirjohnhire.coza. Just note that that uh, Sir John, so it's J-A-S-O-N at S-I-R-J-O-N. Without the H. Without the H for a normal John. J-O-N-Hire. Correct. Jason, once again, thanks a stack for having joined me for this conversation. I think this was one of the most interesting conversations I've had in a long time. So, Thanks for the information that you've shared. Um, and I, I sure that hope that we can do it again sometime. Excellent. Thank you. I look forward to hopefully hearing from some of your plumbers. For sure. And lastly, thanks to our audience. Thanks for having tuned in and listened to this podcast. Uh, we do hope that the information shared in here carries the same value to you. We would like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine.
Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion.